Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Justified, Justification Explained, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on May 12, 2019. Well, happy Mother's Day. We want to thank you so much for your love and your grace, moms. Thank you for all that you do uh, for so many, not just us as as your biological children, but also for all the moms that that love children that that aren't really biologically their own. Uh, You make a difference in our lives, and we're so grateful for you. And I want to just remind you this morning, it's okay for you to hit us with your flip-flop every now and then. Because it's, uh, it does us good. It really helps. It makes the difference, you know. I, I walk a little straighter because of my mom's flip-flops, you know. I'm always really cautious of that. And she's quick, I tell you. So it's good to So grab your Bibles. Uh, turn to Galatians chapter 3. Uh, we're going to continue on this journey together. But uh, as you do that, as you uh, open up your Bibles, grab your iPhones, your iPads, whatever you use, um, I want you to do this for me. I want you to turn to the person next to you, right or left, or both sides if you like to. Um, I want you to turn to them, and I want you to look them straight in the eye, and I want you to simply tell them this, that God loves them. Can you do that? God loves you. All right. All right. I want to make sure everybody's participating. All right? All right. Good deal. All right. So, So now I want to ask you this question. Now, now that you know that God loves you, now that, that you've been affirmed in the aspect of understanding and knowing that, that God loves you because someone told you that he does and they're not going to lie to you, I, I want to ask you this. Do you really believe it? I, I want to be serious here for a moment. Do you really believe that God loves you? Well, this morning in our, our, our passages in this letter that Paul writes to the church, I think what Paul is trying to do for you and I is to help us understand the depth of God's love for you and I. Just how real and how deep this love is. And Paul gives us these words of encouragement, these reminders, and even a a little bit of emotion and passion that Paul has behind these words in chapter 3 in regards to understanding how we are justified by faith. He explains these things to us in this letter. He helps us to better understand what justification means for you and I. Well, before we read, I'd like for us to pray. Father, we've come before you in Jesus' name. And Lord, the the depth of your love is something that sometimes we don't always understand. Sometimes we don't always want to believe for our own lives, Father. It's real easy to tell others that, that you love them and believe that. But sometimes because of our brokenness, sometimes because of our sin... Sometimes because of the hurt that we endure. Sometimes because of life and circumstances. Father, we don't truly understand or accept this great love that you have for us. So Father, this morning, I pray that as we read your words, as we listen to the word of, that you spoke through Paul, Father, that, that we would just, just grow in that aspect, Father, that, that you would help us to understand Truly how deeply you love us, how, how you love us so unconditionally, Father. And there's nothing that we can do, nothing that we can say to not only change that love, but to, to get that love, Father. You just offer it to us so freely. 
and so genuinely and so, so unconditionally. And so this morning, Father, my prayer for, for myself and for those that are here this morning is that, that we would just get a taste of that love and we would just learn more about just how deeply you love us. Lord, again, we, we thank you for our moms and just the blessings of who they are and how they love us, Father. It's a great example of, of your love for us. I pray that you would bless them today, remind them of how important they are to us, and uh, just keep them and watch over them, Father. We love you and we praise you, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Well, this morning, I'd like to start our time in chapter 3, uh, starting in verses 6 through 9, and just read those together. Paul says this, he says, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. See, we have to make a a real clear distinction, and I think Paul is making it for us here. We have to come to an understanding that, that Abraham was not saved because of what he did. See, Abraham, God didn't redeem Abraham because of how good he was or how obedient he was, but God redeemed him because of Abraham's faith. See, he believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. And so it is for you and I. See, we are saved by faith. We are redeemed by faith. We are justified by faith. There is no work a man can do. There is nothing that we can do to earn the Father's love. You know, when my my kids were younger, and still every now and then I jokingly tease them, to earn their daddy's love. <laughs> when they're about to do something or go after something, I say, well, go out and earn your daddy's love, you know? Make me some bread. You know, some of these younger ones will get that one, but I know the older ones probably won't make that. They're not literally making me bread, in just case you're wondering. But what we have to understand here is what Paul's introducing to us and what he's helping us to understand is how we are justified by faith. See, it's nothing that we can do. It's nothing that we can earn. We don't get right before God because we are good before God. We get right before God because God is good. And these opening verses here in our passage really help us to understand this for for our lives. See, this is how Paul explains being justified. In verses 10 through 14, He says, for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, curse be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Verse 13, he says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. See, we see here Paul mentioning the dynamic of blessing and curse. 
in our passage. And first we see the curse. We, we have to understand that we as sinful men are a cursed people. The law tells us that. The law tells us that the wages of sin is death. See, that's the curse for our sin. And here in our passage, Paul is quoting the Old Testament Deuteronomy. Chapter 27, verse 6, where it says, Curse be anyone who does not confirm the words of the law by doing them. And all the people shall say amen. I want to ask you right now, how many of you can stand up and, and quote the Ten Commandments? I know that probably most of you can here in this room, or at least a few of them. Well, I want to ask you the same question in regards to how many of us can stand up right now and say that we have been obedient to every one of those commandments, that we've never broken one or a single one of them. See, there's not one of us that can say that. See, outwardly we may not have, have killed someone, but inwardly in our hearts we have murdered you know, outwardly, we, we may have not have committed adultery or some kind of sexual impurity, but in our hearts, we have done so. See, there's not a single man in this room that can say that they have not broken one of God's commands. See, and this is what Paul is telling us here. He is telling us this is why we need a Savior. This is why we need to put our faith in Jesus Christ because the penalty for our sin under the law is death. And death had to come. See, we know this because of our current mortality rate, right? You know, there's no question that every one of us will die. Right now, our rate stands at, I think, about 100%, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. I think that's right where it's at. Pretty close to, anyway. See, death had to come. See, that's the curse. But here's the blessing Here's what Paul says. He says, by faith in Jesus Christ, the one who hung on a tree for you and I, we are justified. See, I love this picture that, that Paul creates for you and I in regards to sin and death and then the blessings that come through a Savior that loves you and I so much. See, death on a tree is what the people knew and understood they knew it as a curse. They knew it as, as whoever would hang on a tree who would be crucified is usually cursed or someone that has done something bad or, or, or sinned or, or committed a crime of some kind. And he points to the Messiah, the man who hung on the tree for our sins. And he says, by faith in Jesus Christ, you too can receive this blessing, this blessing of eternal life. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says that God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf. So that in him, we might become, what? The righteousness of God. We might be justified. See, this is how God made you and I righteous. He took the only perfect one and he placed him on a tree to take upon him the penalty of sin, that is death, our death. And because of this, there's nothing that we can do but have faith. But before we go any further, I want to ask you this morning, are you trying to earn God's love? 
Yeah, I realize sometimes even in my own life that, that sometimes I, I try to earn God's love. I, I want to be a good pastor. I, I want to be a good father. I want to be a, a good husband. I want to show God that, that I can do this. I can honor him by following all his rules, all his precepts, all his commands. And then usually what happens is I, I fail and I fall short. And because of the failure and that shortfall, those shortcomings, usually I, I live with shame and discouragement. Where I make my mistake is that, that I'm not putting my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm not trusting in the fact that it's, there's nothing that I can do, but it's everything that he's already done for me on that cross. I ask you, do you ever make that mistake? Do you ever try to earn your father's love? I want to encourage you this morning, if you do, you don't have to. See, the only thing that you have to do is put your faith in him. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. See, that's what God desires. See, he's going to make you right through Jesus Christ. He justifies you through his son that he hung on a cross. He paid the penalty for you and I. There's nothing that you and I can do to earn God's love. Then he continues in our passage in verse 21. Paul says this. He says, Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. See, God's love is yours because of what he did, not because of what you can do. And I want to just offer us a couple reasons why we are justified. And the first thing that we see here is that it's a promise. It's a promise from God, and God doesn't break his promises. In verse 22 and 23, he says, But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. I'm going to read that again. So that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. And then verse 23 says, Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. 
See, the moment you turn from your sin and you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are guaranteed all of God's promises. And one of them is that you are righteous in his sight, that you are justified through his son, Jesus Christ, by faith. Again, do you believe this? Do you trust in this? Do you live your life in a way that reflects this? See, it's by faith that you've been made right. It's not by your works. It's nothing you can do or ever do to earn God's love. It's simply you just putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Second Peter chapter 1 verse says, By which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Very great promises. See, we are free, and we are free because of who we are in Christ. We are his beloved, and he calls us his children. We become something that will change our lives forever. We are part of his body, and we function as an heir to all the promises of God. And we can only become an heir because we are his children. You know, when I die, I'm not going to leave my kids anything. (laughs) I'm going to spend it all. I'm kidding. As, As a father, I want my kids to have the very best. Why? Because they're my children. I've been entrusted with them. God trusted me with my kids. And I'm going to do my very best to help them become their very best. See, we have these promises from God because God wants the same thing for us. He sees us as his beloved. He loves us so deeply and so richly and so well. And he calls us heirs to all of these wonderful promises. Verses 26 through 28. Paul says, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. See, the moment that you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you become a child of God. What Jesus did on the cross is what was needed to be done for us to become one with God and heir to all that he has. See, it's because of this that we know that we've been justified by our faith and by what we can, not by what we can or cannot do. You know, it's, it's simply us fooling ourselves if we think that we can earn our way into heaven. Because the Bible doesn't teach that. God's word doesn't teach that. And Paul is so impassioned by that. Listen to what he says in, in, at the beginning of our chapter. He just simply says, Oh, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. He says, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? 
See, don't be foolish. Don't fool yourself into believing that you can earn the Father's love. It's given to us freely. God loves us. His love is so deep. Romans 9, 8 says this. It says, this means that it is not the children... This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. See, it's God's promise. We are God's children. He calls you his beloved. He gives you his promise of eternal life. All you have to do is receive it. All you have to do is believe it. Romans 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also attained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. He says, welcome to the family by faith. See, you are loved by God and you have been counted righteous because of your faith in him. I hope that you understand that because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, that you do not have to earn God's love. Well, I want to close our time together with what I think is, is just so important for us to hear. And I just want you to do this. I just want you to kind of listen to the words that Paul says here in Galatians chapter 4. Just listen and kind of meditate on them for a moment. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7, Paul says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So listen to this. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through Christ. No longer a slave, but a son. No longer a slave to sin, but a son to God. Do you know what it means to be redeemed? See, when the Bible talks that that we are redeemed, that we have been restored It means that that we have been purchased with a price as a slave with the intent of being set free. See, when, when you think about your redemption, you have to understand that God purchased you through the blood of Jesus Christ to set you free. There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that you can say to earn that. It's a gift that has been given to each one of us. We just have to receive it. We just by faith have to believe it and trust in it. I want to ask you again. You know that God loves you. I want to ask you, do you really believe it? Do you really believe it this morning? I hope you do. Will you pray with me? Father God, we come before you. And we know that we are loved by you. The the evidence and and the proof is there, Father. You've given us so much. You've done so much. You've offered us so much, Father. But yet in our foolishness, 
for whatever reason, and I know there's reasons that, that uh, we justify all these things of why we don't believe it or trust it or accept it. Father, but the reality is that it's there. The reality is that, that you love us and the truth is what sets us free. The truth of that love is what, what frees us from this bondage of sin, this bondage of, of being a slave to this world. Father, so we come into your presence this morning and we give you thanks. Thank you that, that you would remind us of your love each and every day. Thank you, Father, that you would use your people to remind us of this love each and every day. Father, thank you that you would remind us of this love through your son, Jesus Christ. Father, what you did for us on that cross just means so much. It's bigger than we probably will we'll ever understand in our humanity until we, till we get to heaven, till Jesus comes again. But Father, I pray as we continue on this journey that each and every day that we would come to a deeper realization of the depth of your love for us. So much so that we would truly believe it. So much so that we truly trust in it. So much so that we would truly live because of it. Father, we are free. We are free indeed. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for us. Thank you for what you did on the cross. Father, I pray that you would guide our hearts, that you would help us to see the love that you have for us, Father. Soften our hearts, open our eyes. Help us to hear the things that you have for us. Lord, we praise you. We give you glory. And we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.